VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts, and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast. How's everyone doing on this beautiful weekend? Thursday, I'm recording it. You're probably listening Friday or Saturday. Uh, appreciate everyone for listening. As always, I might be in Las Vegas. Uh, my girlfriend has to work uh, a work trip to Vegas, so you know I'm tagging along for a couple days. I have not during the coronavirus. First time in an airport. Uh, and to another state. So we'll just see how uh, the world exists outside of my own little bubble. Kind of excited to get out of here and uh, not lose my mind. But we got some football stuff going on, and there's a huge element of luck that the NFL, just the timing of everything in 2020, has really kind of fallen in their lap. The the Dan Snyder thing, I I mean, is getting a little out of control with the leaks on him. you know, it, it, it's clear the league... I, I have a theory on this one. Some reports that Jordan Love is a little in over his head. Uh, he's been inaccurate. I, I think I saw a title of one article. Not shocked. Uh, and ultimately, it doesn't really matter that much in terms of Rodgers, and I'll dive into why. And then, of course, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff, is my Instagram Easiest way to get a hold of me, fire in the DMs, and I answer the questions right here. As well, if you're listening to this on the Apple on 3 and Out podcast, I, I would greatly appreciate if you leave a review. It helps for business. And subscribe to that podcast as well if you list through Colin's feed. And I, for everyone listening to Colin's feed that's found me through there, very cool. I know a lot of you guys send me messages that way. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here, but I'd appreciate if you subscribe to that and, and listen through that way. Uh, it just helps business-wise. This podcast thing is a complicated uh, whole deal, but we're trying to mine our way through it. You know, it's it's you know while the industry is technically old, it's still relatively new, 
right? I mean, think how long radio's been around. And podcasts really been around since like the late, probably 2010, 11 is when I started listening. And they've really gotten big, obviously, over the last three or four years. And I, there's no stopping them now, hopefully. Okay, let's dive into the timing of everything. Because I had this thought. When the NBA, and whether you agree or disagree, and here's a reality, and I won't take this stance like most of the media, they think only one way is right. I'm a believer is everyone can think however they want to think. It's the great part about America. The great part about America is if you don't want to do a job or don't want to play a game, you don't have to do that. It's the most powerful part of our country. No one forces you to do anything. And I I got no problem with people protesting, quitting their jobs, walking out. You can do whatever you want. Now, there might be financial consequences from anyone's decision, whether you make 50 grand or whether you make 15 million in the NBA. But you have the right to do what you want to do. And I'd say this year, the racial tensions and just the tensions in general. I mean, I mean, we created a lockdown. You see the Pac-12. I, I got people, you know, I, I sleep well at night knowing that I, I never rooted for any business or any league to shut down. Now, I didn't want anyone to die because of the coronavirus, but I didn't want anyone to die. I didn't want anyone to lose their job. And I knew that when, for example, in my industry, when you shut down sports, there's a trickle, you know, down effect to people in the media and just people, you know, that it, the Pac-12 laid off like 88 people. And these were just people that work in graphic design and social media stuff. It, like, it has consequences. And, and for those, I know we got a lot of smart listeners that are in the business world, understand. Like, you stop having revenue come in, it's going to be a problem. But the NBA, the main reason they did this bubble, and I've said from the jump, the only reason any of these sports, basketball, football, or baseball played in 2020, once coronavirus hit, was strictly money. It wasn't a money grab. It was survival for the league. And the reason I think the NBA players are not going to leave the bubble is because they talked about the consequences for quitting this bubble, the impact it would have the next several years. The NFL, clearly when they were negotiating everything, it all revolved around money. They are just trying to get the league to play this year in these crazy circumstances. Is money everything? Of course not. Your family, your parents, your kids. I don't have children, but I know how important my parents are. I mean, my dad died a couple years ago, and just how often the impact that has had on me. The impact, one, he had on my life, but then just he has on you every day once he's gone. I remember Scott Van Pelt said, you officially become a man when, you're, when your father passed away. Or someone famous said that. I just heard him say it, and it's, it's true, you know? And I don't have children, but I understand my brother just had a kid, the power of all that. But we're talking about businesses here. And that's what football, basketball, and baseball are. But the NFL has been so freaking lucky, it's, it's insane. that When the coronavirus hit and Rudy Gobert got sick, it was in the middle of March, where the NFL had already had their combine. So all they had to cancel was... They didn't even have to cancel free agency. They just had to cancel, you know, private visits and pro days, which, whatever, wasn't that big a deal. They had free agency. They had their pro days. They wiped out, or I mean, they had their draft. They wiped out the offseason. Who cares? Not that important. I know coaches would tell you it is. I mean, I think it's a tad bit overrated, especially in 2020 with these guys, the access they have for personal trainers. It's definitely not overrated for rookies. But like your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth year veterans or just any guy that's been a multiple year starter, 
if your coach is the same, they, they know what's going on. Now, it, it, it did impact for new coaches, 100%. But there is a level of, they adapted pretty well because the timing, it didn't really crush them. And then even the preseason, they just wiped out the preseason games. Let's be honest, most of us get excited for the preseason. They're kind of bored by halftime. Anyone that's been to a preseason game knows they're a snooze fest by the second half. And that's, I, I went as when I worked for a team and thought it was boring. I don't think, I guess I've been as a fan a couple times. It really sucks. That fourth preseason game, if it's coming to your place, that I mean, that's, it's awful. I mean, no one dresses. But then, yesterday, or I guess, yeah, I'm recording this on Thursday. So on Wednesday, when the NBA boycotted, and it led into Thursday, and I know I was sitting there on Wednesday afternoon getting ready for the Giants-Dodger game. Uh, it's weird. I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, but I despise Gabe Kapler, so I like root for them to lose. It's kind of unhealthy, and they've actually had a pretty good offense. Kind of fun to watch offensively. But it's it's a weird place to be as a fan when you root for your team to lose because you want change. Like I you, you can't I can't go from Bruce Bochy to Gabe Kapler. Like I just refuse. It's like and I just I can't take Gabe Kapler seriously. Like Jim Tom Sula, I felt the same way. I was a big Jim Harbaugh guy, but at least like Jim Tom Sula, if you're a Cowboy fan listening, like he's an elite defensive line coach, Redskins fan. Like he's a really good coach. He shouldn't have been a head coach. Like I, I just don't want Gabe Kapler by my baseball team. Uh, it's not mine, but you know what I mean. So it's really the it's my my last hope of being a fan. Like my fandom days in other sports, I, I don't really care. I kind of jump around, root for people I like. Baseball is the one sport I'm still a fan of. But ultimately, what I'm saying is, the baseball games didn't happen. And then I think the a, Oakland A's are not playing on Thursday night. Like a lot of the hockey, all the hockey teams stopped. I had this thought yesterday when the NBA boycotted, and I'm not picking a side on this. Like I I think they have the right to do it. I understand people that get offended by it. like I, I get the whole thing. I, I get every side. It's a complicated issue. But I do know that the NFL, if they had been playing on Thursday, is there a chance that some of the players might have boycotted? I don't think they would have. Uh, but I don't think it's a for sure thing. It would have been the number one story in America. Will the NFL play? Now, I think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and I think obviously the coaches would have wanted to play. I, when I, I don't even like feel comfortable putting Patrick Mahomes. Who knows? Who knows? But the NFL is still two weeks away because it had so much kind of carryover influence, the Packers canceled their practice the next day. I think several teams canceled practice today. So now the Thursday game obviously is just the two teams, but I don't think it's a shoe-in. And I think that would have had to send some ripple effects around the league to kind of talk to the GMs and the owners, to talk to their coaches, to kind of get a feel because while the NBA, it turns out, they had a come-to-Jesus moment about, hey guys, if we quit the bubble right now, it's costing us hundreds of millions of dollars. Not just this year, but for the future. And the NBA and the NFL, unlike baseball, are partners. They're revenue-sharing partners. So every de- basketball and football dollar we earn, we earn it together. I think the new CBA is like 48-5 for the players and, you know, 51-5. Is that the math? Uh, just a state school guy. But my ultimate point is, like, this this becomes a complicated issue because if you don't play, and, and I, I, I say this all the time, and I think the media gets uncomfortable when this said, all the money is generated through fans in one way or another. The reason these media deals, and, and I'm sure the, the NFL's one is up in the next year, and the numbers, I, I read an article, article might be strong, a headline 
that it could double from what it was previously. Oh, it's Honey Badger tweeted like more money for all of us, and he's right. Once the media deal doubles, but the reason it's doubling and the NFL is skyrocketing is because more people than any other sport watch that sport. The number one thing these sports depend on right now is our attention. Now, I watch all these sports. I'm a huge sports fan. But I say this all the time. Like, the majority of Americans are not sports fans. The NFL that gets, you know, 10, 12 million people to watch a game, just do the math how many people live in America. You see some of the ratings in the NFL and in baseball, clearly not as many people watch those sports as the NFL. And think how many just many people there are throughout America, right? So if you can get if you can get a million people to watch any event, you're in pretty good shape. If you can get 10, 15, 20 million like the NFL, you're you're printing cash. So the games are where all the money is generated. Even this year, they're, you know, it's still kind of unsure who's going to have fans, who's not going to have fans. I think I've seen a large majority of the league has figured out that they're probably not going to have fans, but still some teams are. To me, that's a pretty nominal amount relative to the money they make off TV. And if a game is canceled, you know, because of a boycott, it it would be a really big deal in the NFL. It would be very, very... Because the one thing about basketball and baseball, they play a lot of games. In football, every game, you do the math, is worth a lot of money to these networks, to these teams, to these players. That's where I do think that they are probably a little more on the same page financially just because players in the NFL have had to fight for every dollar forever. Where in the NBA, all these guys, I think the average salary is over $7 million. It's set up a little financially different. Obviously, all contracts, I guess not all contracts, some contracts are not every year is fully guaranteed, but the majority of players, when you see they sign a five-year, $100 million deal, every penny is guaranteed. We've learned in the NFL that's not true. But my main point is the NFL should thank their lucky stars. And again, we'll see. I mean, things, if 2020 has taught us anything up till, you know, late August, be ready for any curveball on any given day. You have no clue what's going to happen societally, uh, you know, just through the weather. I mean, there was a huge hurricane yesterday. I can't, I can't even relate to hurricanes. Uh, when I see some of these highlights of these hurricanes coming in, I'm like, that looks insane. No wonder, I, you know, California, all we got is earthquakes which suck too, but it just, this has been a wild year. And the NFL, I've given them a lot of credit for the way they've handled the coronavirus. And they're kind of set up that way just because every facility is a bubble. But, I, you know, they should really, really just say some prayers every night that this so far, everything in society, just normal life has broken their way. And if you were a betting man, you'd say there are going to be some curveballs this fall because every couple weeks there comes a new curveball. You just never know. And I'm ready for a pretty wild fall. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. 
style. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, what this offseason, there has been a target on one owner's back in the NFL. And there have been rumors it's been a minority owner trying to take him down. At this point, I wouldn't be shocked if the league is helping the minority owner or the league is leading the charge. And, you know, I've read books about business hostile takeovers. Uh, They happen a lot in corporate America. Clearly in these leagues, it is very, very difficult to kick out an owner, especially one with a lot of money. Remember, some guys have been in financial hardships and been forced to sell. Uh, the team that I grew up watching in Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings, the Maloofs. If, for those of you guys outside of the West Coast, remember the Maloofs, they own the casino in Vegas. Dudes just partied all the time, ruined all their father's wealth, and lost a bunch of money and had to sell the team. The dude that owns the Dodgers that actually wasn't even worth that much money, McCourt, uh, didn't have any cash, couldn't even pay like the hot dog guys, was forced to sell. It typically is over money, and it's not the league forcing themselves. They, they can't operate their team. Now, the one incident, at least in my adult life, has been the Donald Sterling situation when Adam Silver kicked Donald Sterling out, who the entire league and most human beings despised. 
I mean just a terrible human being. But they had to catch him on tape saying, I don't even remember now, saying the N-word, if I remember correctly, and just saying all sorts of just insane things. The guy was the guy's just a bad human being in the league, but the league could never kick him out. And if you remember, Mark Cuban at the time said, you know, it's a slippery slope doing this because you just never know. And I, I do think there is some validity to it, though it was an easy one to get, you know, Donald Sterling out of there. Dan Snyder feels like that guy right now. And there was a report about him. And listen, I don't pretend to know if it's true or not. If it is true, he'd be gone. That he instructed some people to basically take naked videos of the cheerleaders. There's the article a couple weeks ago or a month ago about some of the player personnel guys on the staff, about the play-by-play guy on the staff. Now, granted, in that article, it said that no one accused Dan Snyder of any sexual misconduct or you know sexual assault. It was written explicitly in that article. But they want to ruin this guy's character and do everything possible to destroy this man. And they're out for him. And I think it's pretty clear that the league... And definitely people around him that own that team. Though, when you're a minority owner, you don't really, you don't have no power. You don't get to hire the coach. You don't get to fire the coach. You don't really get to do anything. You just get a dividend from the team. It's like, I, I own a bunch of stocks. I'm sure many people listening do. I, I, I wish I still owned Apple. Owned it at about 180 and I sold when the corona hit. It's now about 500 But I don't get to call Tim Cook. Because I own $20,000 worth of Apple. And tell him my opinions. But I'm a minority shareholder. Again, not anymore. Dumbest move of my life. That and Netflix. I've, I've had some bu- dumb stock moves over uh, over Corona. Now I bought some. You know, I'm in the weed sector, but I do think that's going to be more 2021. I could have basically bought in and made a bunch of profits, but I'm not here to complain about that right now. But the point is that these guys want them out, and I'm. I think it's clear who they want in. If they can somehow get this guy out of there, and I don't know how they're going to be able to do that, and I don't even think it's going to be as easy as all these articles coming out, because you'd say historically, these articles come out all the time on just NFL teams and NFL stuff, and it just eventually goes away. But it does feel like they're doing everything humanly possible to ruin this guy where they have enough juice to somehow force him out. Now, one problem is, unlike Sterling, who was even at the time felt like he was kind of losing his marbles, this guy's still relatively young in his 50s. He has an unlimited war chest of cash, a, a lot of money. But I think they want Jeff Bezos to own this team. I think he just built Headquarter 2, or maybe it's Headquarter 3 now. Remember, they were going to uh, build it in New York, and then ALC freaked out. So Bezos was like, okay, we'll just take all the jobs. We'll move them somewhere else. Went to Virginia, and he's going to be based in the greater area. So why don't you think they want Jeff Bezos to own the Washington Redskins? To me, it's come to the point, drip, drip, drip with Daniel Snyder. Now, we've known he's been a clown owner for a long period of time. But some of these articles that are coming out are different than micromanaging Kyle and Mike Shanahan, right? Or forcing RG3 to play. Or forcing his personnel department to sign Albert Hainsworth. To me, when you start taping, and again, this is alleged. I I don't ever, with these situations, I, I don't, I'm not even comfortable with legal terminology. I'm just... Just went to Cal Poly. I don't have a law degree. We've seen this situation with players. I don't know. I don't even pretend. To, I'm not even picking what I think did it or didn't do it. But the continuous nature of these articles, they're, they're trying to plant a case. I've seen enough television shows. And if they can force this guy out, Jeff Bezos is going to own this team. Now, I, I'm not feeling confident that they're going to be able to kick this guy out. 
but the wheels have been in motion. Like they've been, and and what's crazy is Ron Rivera, who has done every, everything humanly possible to make the franchise credible. Alex Smith has had the greatest comeback story in like the history of the NFL. And still, I mean, it's like they're out for blood and drip, 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 drip. Eventually, it's like, okay, we got a, we got a major leak here. And you just got to start adding up the pieces. And if somehow they're able to get Dan Snyder to force him out, I don't think you'll ever get... Whenever I see people on Twitter like, sell the team! He ain't selling the team. The only way he will not own the Washington Redskins if he's forced to sell. And clearly they would need something hard evidence like something that happened with Donald Sterling. And clearly they're trying to, you know, figure that out. Now, so far it's just accusations. Accusations ain't going to get him booted. But if they get something tangible, he'll be gone and Jeff Bezos will be the next owner. Because the league wants super rich owners, and there's not a richer human, I think, in world history than Jeff Bezos. It's just crazy. It's just, listen, Jeff Bezos takes a lot of shit. Like, the dude started a company in 93, right? He, he started a company, it was a bookstore, so, like, I give him credit, you know? Ten years ago, his stock was worth, like, less, like, 100 bucks. I think it was $120 in 2010. Obviously, now it's, you know, over three. Like, I, I tip my hat to guys like Jeff Bezos. Uh, but, and he might be the future owner of the Washington Redskins if somehow the league and the minority owners can get their way. Because I'll promise you this, the minority owners ain't owning the team. One of my favorite things is when I'm I'm scrolling through social media and I see some famous person's house is up for sale and it'll be like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend their Malibu home put on the market 22 million dollars right I mean, it's just it happens a lot with like celebrities in Los Angeles or New York their homes are double digit millions like 10 to 20 million dollar homes like who I can't imagine buying a home that much, just the amount of money you spend in property taxes. But the, the number's always extreme. And I often think, like, if you were buying that home, even if I, let's say, and someone described this to me a while back when I was playing golf with a buddy, he's like, you know, I read this great quote. It was by a billionaire, and someone asked him, they did a podcast or something with him, or maybe like a YouTube sit-down, they asked him, like, what's it like to be a billionaire? And the guy kind of shakes his head and he goes, you know, to be completely honest with you, the best way I can describe it to you is everywhere I go, everything is free. I was like, yeah, it's got to be a pretty good feeling. Uh, but the point is, if you're buying something worth a home, 10, 15, 20 million, obviously you have a lot of money. But two, that home should not be a fixer-upper. That home should be ready to roll. Now, it's all relative wherever you live. Like even a nice home like where I live in the in like the East Bay, like to be a sweet home, non-fixer-upper around me would probably be like $3 million, right? Some of you where you live, a sweet home could be like $800,000. It's all relative to where you live. But if you buy a really, really nice home and spend a lot of money at a high price point, ideally you would not have to be a fixer-upper. And I look a lot of that like free agency. If I'm going to buy a free agent in pro sports, basketball, football, or baseball, I know what I'm getting. In the draft, though, not every, like, it's just a market, right? I say it all the time. The draft, it's not as much about, obviously it is, it matters who you draft, but it's about what price am I paying for said player at different slots, right? If I, I don't want to draft the guy at 10 if I could trade back and get the same guy at 18. He's cheaper, and I can acquire assets for moving back. 
right? It's just it's it's an economic exercise. It's why the the teams that do the best job are great scouts and great have great understanding of value. Well, I saw this headline the other day from the beat reporters coming out of Green Bay that Jordan Love has been pretty bad and very very inaccurate. And I thought, of course he is. They didn't draft this guy one overall. This isn't Joe Burrow. This guy is a fixer-upper. He's been a couple hundred thousand dollars. And they planned on putting $500,000 into the home. And maybe one day, if it hits, the great part about a quarterback, that property one day could be worth $10 million. But they actually didn't spend that much. They took him late in the first round. So that means they got a fifth-year option on him. They control his rights forever. Now, we all know when you buy something at a low value, for, and listen, I love buying a stock you know, at $5 because you go, God, if this company hits and really makes it, one day it could be worth $100, right? That's how you think. That's why we all love parlays. You mean I only have to bet 10 bucks and I can win $7,000? Well, what happens? They don't often hit. But when you do hit it, and a couple years ago, I hit like a $10 parlay and it paid $1,000. It was the most incredible feeling ever. It wasn't like $1,000 didn't make or break my life or anything. But investing $10 and receiving $1,000 is an incredible feeling. So Jordan Love, he is inaccurate. He is a complete project. They knew this when they drafted him. They drafted the guy simply based on tools, physical ability, arm strength. They need to coach up the accuracy. Now, that's a whole other conversation. Can you coach up accuracy? I don't know. But what they had going for them, sometimes, like my brother just bought a home. And it's going to need a pretty big remodel, right? So when you buy a home and it's going to need a big remodel, you might have to leave the home if the remodel's big enough and you don't have anywhere to sleep. Luckily, he's got an extra room. You can always stay at my mom's. Like, he's got options. He's got a little money. You can stay at a hotel room if you had to or rent a place. you got options. Sometimes you don't, though. And the thing with the Packers, they had a great option. And whether he's diminishing, well, he is diminishing. He's not the same guy. He's still their starting quarterback. And they have Aaron Rodgers under contract for several years. So they get to pick and choose when Jordan Love is ready or not. Ideally to me, he's a two-year project. Like Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs went old school, right? They had Alex Smith, who was under contract. They drafted Patrick Mahomes, hoping he could take over for Alex Smith. But they didn't. You never know when you drafted him. Then they see him in practice. They work with him all year. It's like, God, we really got something. Then he plays in the last game. The rest is history. But they had Alex Smith as a fallback, who they knew they could make the playoffs with. The Packers just went to the NFC Championship game. They know they can win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Now, they might not be able to win a Super Bowl in 2020 just with this Aaron Rodgers, but they know that at least they can compete for it. That was part of the investment. You're actually kind of hedging your bet. Now, it has, you know, it impacts this season because they could have taken another player. And we'll see how the draft shakes out over the next several years. Like, is the wide receiver that they ended up not taking or could have traded up for, do they become stars or they don't? Well, and we don't know if Jordan Love's going to be a good player. But I never faulted the ability to take a big swing early in the draft with a really with a talent. Now, is he a great player? No. But he's a big-time talent. And I think we have recent memory in Carson Wentz, in Josh Allen, in Mahomes, that if you can take raw talents, and Mahomes was a really, really raw talent. Josh Allen still is a raw talent they're molding and mold them. That's why we're paying LaFleur seven, eight million dollars to coach the team. So if I'm a personnel guy and I love this guy's talent and I don't have to force to take him, 
And then in a couple years, if Rodgers has really fallen off a cliff and my coach is good enough to coach this guy up, a.k.a. do the remodel on him because there's no pressure, hell, he doesn't even need to be the backup. I don't, I'd have to look to see who the third quarterback is. I actually saw a picture the other day. It was a guy I'd never heard of. But it just gives you, it gives you time, and, and there's no rush. But the upside, if you hit, and got a starting quarterback in the late first round to just become a solid player. He's Jordan Love, even if he, best-case scenario, is never going to be Aaron Rodgers. Zero chance. Because Aaron Rodgers, arguably, is better than Brett Favre. And, Aaron, and <laughs> Jordan Love ain't becoming Brett Favre. But if he just becomes like Dak Prescott, you are in great shape. And that's why they took him. They took a low-risk flyer. They're not paying him that much money, even though he was a late first-round pick. And the upside is just gigantic. Now, still upside, right? When you call potential upside, it may never happen. But I didn't mind when I hit my parlay at $1,000. I only had risked 10 bucks. So you, you risk a late first-round pick. It's You'd be like, well, middle it's still a first-round pick. Yeah, it's pick 27. If Joe Burrow sucks, that's a kick in the dick. If, if Tua is not good, if Sam Darnold is not good, if Baker Mayfield is not good, that is devastating. Used a top pick when you could have picked every player in the draft. That was not the case for the Packers. And they were in a position where clearly they're eventually going to need a new quarterback, and they had a guy they liked. So when I see he sucks, I say, of course he does. He wasn't that good coming out. When I say not that good, like, he was raw. No one thought, like, oh, he's ready-made. No chance. He is, back in the day, he never plays for a couple years. But it's 2020, so we think that everyone just got to play right away. That's not the case here. It's going to take some time, which is okay. That offense is, Matt Ryan said when he played for Kyle Shanahan, he's like, that first year sucks. Aaron Rodgers was kind of, not complaining last year, but it was like, this is, it's not easy. It's tough to learn that the offense that Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur, that all these guys run. It's complicated. So his head's probably spinning one. And two, he just has some fundamental flaws he needs to work on. That's why you pay these coaches all this money. Why am I paying my quarterback coach eight hundred grand? Why am I paying my offensive coordinator a million bucks? Why am I paying my head coach $7 million? You got to work with these guys. It's a balance, right? Because their focus is on this year and trying to win. And that'll be the game plan. That's why you also take A.J. Dillon. Everyone's like, I can't believe the Packers took a running back in the second round. Well, my buddies in the league like the guy. Seeing some pictures, he looks like a tank. And you you put him back with the other running backs they have. Why couldn't they have one of the best running games in the league? And then all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers, who's the quarterback's best friend? A running game. Slash a tight end, but a running game. Then it makes it easier on the defense. You control the clock. Aaron Rodgers, easier on him. It all works together. Now, I, I'm not that bullish on the Packers. Like, I think they come back to earth a little bit. Would they win 13 games last year? I think they probably win 9 or 10. Uh, but... That's just, this is how you conduct NFL business. You take raw guys. I think the Eagles did the same thing with... Uh, it's a little different. They just wanted a backup plan. And theirs is more value. Like if Jalen Hurd becomes a good player, Hurts, Jalen Hurd, Jalen Hurts, I get those guys mixed up because the Niners have one guy towards ACL. They would flip. The Packers would use this guy and get rid of Rodgers. But the concept is the same. The, the draft's about value. And no player in the NFL has more value than if you hit on a quarterback in the draft, whether it's the number one overall pick or pick 199 like Tom Brady. They are worth their oceanfront property immediately. Regard, and if you draft him at 199 like the Patriots did, you paid nothing for it. So it's, it's basically stealing. It's legalized stealing in the NFL. 
And I, I understand what the Packers did. Now the, the hard work starts. You have to turn this guy into a legit NFL quarterback. He has the physical tools, but is he going to be able to do it? Now, now it's on the coaches. And that's, that's what personnel people always say. You, you, your problem now, right? Even though Gudikins, like he, it's on him too. But it's, it's an organiza- It's on the organization now to put this guy in position the next couple of years with Aaron as the starting quarterback to eventually take over. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, let's dive into the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram handle. DMs wide open. Fire your question. Give a follow if you want. And uh, it's how we interact here. Also, i got to keep hammering this home. Follow the 3 and Out podcast on Apple, iTunes, uh, and leave a review if you could so graciously. I greatly appreciate that. I might be putting on my tinfoiled hat. But hear me out. 
Miami brings in Chan Gailey solely for the system. Fitzpatrick is already familiar with the system, so it should be a fairly easy transition. Fitz plays the entire season, barring an injury, and at the end of the year, Chan Gailey retires. Fitz's contract expires, but he gets hired on as the OC and continues to be the mentor coach to Tua. It seems like the two get along pretty well so far, as it is, and I think Fitz is smart enough to take the job and run with it. Thoughts? I like a good conspiracy theory, and I like a good immediate transition, stuff like that. The problem is, when you get a guy like Tua, and they basically tanked the season despite winning some games down the stretch, but they got their franchise quarterback, and it's fair to say that if he hadn't got injured, the Dolphins, you know, he's probably number one on their board before last season started. Now, Joe Burrow had a better season, but I still think Tua could become a better quarterback. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Joe Burrow's season was incredible. He played with a first-round wide receiver, a guy that's going to be a first-round wide receiver next year, a first-round running back, and multiple guys drafted on their offensive line, and he was awesome. I mean, went number one. But we'll see which one's better. I would say the thing, though, is when you draft a guy really high, I need an experienced coordinator. Now, Fitzpatrick has been in the league for, feels like, two decades. And he went to Harvard, and he has one of the highest Wonderlick scores ever. Coaches love the guy. If he wanted to be a coach, he could easily become a coach. And more than likely, he's smart enough, good enough leader. He eventually become a head coach. But typically, you need some time. Like, there is a pretty distinct difference of being a player and a coach. Now, a quarterback's the closest thing, or probably the you know middle linebacker or safety, where you're a big card of the game plan. But it's still different. Calling plays is different than being a part of the, you know, saying, you know, coach, I think we should do this. I think it'd be pretty risky, though. Would I bring him on immediately as the quarterback coach if you want to do for sure? But as a play caller, to me, when you've invested that in Tua, being that he's the fifth pick, I think you need experience. I, th- th- that would be a very, very risky move. Question for the fu- uh, for the pod. I'm a huge Colts fan, and we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the Luck retirement. Actually, it's one, right? He retired last year? Or was it two years ago? Yeah, it was last year because I got Jacoby. And it still hurts for me to think because he's my favorite player and one of the greats. He could have been one of the greats, and it was just shocking. I agree. I remember watching TV that night. Like, this is insane. But I always believed there was more to the story than was reported. Do you think we will ever find out the real reason or even what the injury was? Thanks. You know, you probably spend more time thinking about it, given that you're a Colts fan, and given that if I was a Colts fan, Andrew Luck would probably been my, you know, favorite player since Peyton. Uh, so I, I don't have any inside knowledge. I kind of took it at face value. He was beaten to shit after Grigson's offensive line couldn't block me or you and got him killed all those years. Uh, remember that one of it though, he did get injured on his own snowboarding. I don't. I you know, you never say never. I, I would say potentially. I think he legitimately was just destroyed physically. You talk to any athlete, right? How many of you have been injured and have to go to just physical therapy or rehab? It sucks. But when you're an athlete, you don't get to go three days a week. You do it seven days a week because your job depends on you getting back on the field. So he had multiple years while all he was doing was rehab, shoulders, and I just, I think it wears you down. And I think mentally he was broken. I think... He's such a smart guy, so you start thinking, could I do other things? Money is not a driving force for him, clearly. 
Ursay did not take the money back, so it always, you know, left it open ended whether he wanted to come back. But I don't know, man. I, I don't think we, uh, I don't think we ever see it. Phil Mickelson's secret to the short game. If you haven't watched it, try it on YouTube. Thirty or forty minutes could be a game changer for your wedges. The problem is, I watch some of these guys' short game tutorials on YouTube, and. Uh, it's really just difficult to take to the course. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm a terrible wedge player. Always have been. Uh, hey, what's up? Been a long time listener. I noticed that your last podcast, you responded to the question about three Cowboys players with over a thousand yards receiving, and you scoffed it off and said that they have to be the number one offense, which they were. Also, the number three receiver was Randall Cobb, who had 828 yards receiving. He also had about 15 drops. Having a step-up receiver over Cobb it's hardly laughable that they can't do this next year. Sorry for the long post. I'd say the difference is they have a brand new offense. I mean, I know technically Kellen Moore still calling the plays, but McCarthy's there. He's the boss. He's an offensive guy. Uh, you had no offseason. Maybe I maybe I did downplay it. It's a good point. They, I guess they had two and A25. So, yeah, I, I just think given in 2020 with the lack of practice, also act, asking a rookie – you know, it's asking a lot of CeeDee Lamb, and I'm a big CeeDee Lamb fan, but if CeeDee Lamb has 1,000 yards receiving, I mean, is he the lock rookie of the year? Uh, just listen to 3-and-out podcast, never resonated more. Your brief take on politics. Both sides believe the other will destroy everything, and their own side can fix it all. Love the football talk, too, but as someone who isn't super politically driven, you hit the nail on the head. Appreciate that. Just try to be level-headed when it comes to politics. Not much emotion. Actually got in a screaming match. I'm like, you know, because I always think social media is so angry. Like, real-life society is always so happy. I mean, like, if you go to the restaurant or go grab some food, like, most people are nice. Open the door for you. I went the other day. It was lunchtime. Probably, like, Tuesday. It's a place called Rubio's. It's this, uh, it's like a chain, but it's it's good. It's like fresh Mexican food. They got good, like, uh, mahi burritos. Also got a side taco, too. Kind of a sneaky fat ass. But... I was there, and there wasn't any place to park in the parking lot except this one parking spot, but the parking spot was probably made for a smaller car. I have a Tahoe, so my car was probably sticking out, but it was the old, I couldn't park anywhere else, and I had to get some food. Then I get back to the car. This old man is there. He's like, starts screaming at me. Luckily, I've matured a lot. In my, older, in my younger days, a.k.a. like two years ago, I might have screamed something back, but I was like, bro... This is the only place to park. He's like, learn to drive. He starts swearing at me. I'm like, yeah, maybe people are actually pretty angry right now. Now, this looked like a very old, angry, kind of looked hungover. So, you know, I just said, hey, sorry. Have a great day. Hopefully, you're not mad later today. You know, feel happy, buddy. And I gave him a thought, and it only kept making him mad. It's like reverse psychology when, when someone's really pissed off at you. You do this a lot as a little kid when your parents are yelling at you, and you keep smiling, and it pisses them off more. That's what I did to this guy. And uh, it just made him matter. Now, and then I realized driving off, like, I don't want to make people angry. So I felt, kind of felt like an asshole. But, you know, the guy, the guy started. I, I wasn't like, it, I wasn't in his way or obscuring his parking, you know, spot. He's just like, you got to park somewhere else. I'm like, bro, just, just chill. Just relax. We're all on edge because of Corona. You don't need to be yelling at me because my parking spots, my parking job sucked. It's a tough spot to park into. That's that's all I got for today. I'll, I'll end it on me getting yelled at going to Rubio's. Have a good weekend. I know I will. I'll be in Vegas. And uh, 
I'll see everyone next week. Football, what? As I'm recording this Thursday, we're two weeks, exactly 14 days away from NFL football. We think. Knock on wood. Have a great weekend. See you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You know in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, You have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.